Okay, Gina, are you ready to be counted in? I'm ready, mommy. Ready in Chamesh, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. What up? Hi, welcome to Where My Mom's At. I'm just in such a bizarre mood today. I have to admit, you know, it. I don't know where I am. I, I, you know, I've been taking my two milligrams at night to sleep. I've been really into The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's such a great show. If you haven't already gotten into it, it's, it's this girl who's like a chess prodigy. But don't worry if you don't understand chess. I don't either. I can barely do checkers. I can barely play old maid. So don't think you need to know anything about chess. It's really about this girl's obsession with it and where it takes her in life. And it's just, I think everybody can relate to her feelings going through the, the show. And I started watching it and I, there's a, it takes place in the 60s. And at one point they're showing kids a video on manners about like how to open the door for a lady and how to eat with a fork and knife and how to say, oh, how to introduce somebody. It was like, hello, this is so-and-so and this is so... And I'm like, oh, I hope they still do that in school because it's so important to have good manners. <laughs> what? No, but it, I was, because I remember we had this daycare teacher. Um, she was really old. Her name was Mrs. Wilson, super old. And I remember we were, we were eating lunch like hooligans. I remember we were so messy. This, us, us kids, we were so messy and she got so angry with us. And she said, that's it. You're all eating like hooligans. I'm going to teach you some manners. And, um, and she set up tables and she would walk around and it was two by two by two, two, two and two. And we had a, a, a soup dish in front of us. And she taught us how to put a napkin in our lap and eat with a fork and knife and say thank you. And she taught us proper etiquette. Now, this is a daycare teacher. This is not like you know, your regular nine to five hoes, the ones that actually, I'm sorry, not even that, like your fucking 830 to three ho who's like the, the primary. I'm saying like, this woman is a daycare teacher. What is daycare? Like they oversee you while you sit in hard metal chairs and watch Scooby-Doo. These are people that throw hot dogs in your lap or like stale cookies and milk for snacks. So this woman had nothing but rage inside of her for our bad manners that she wanted to change them and i thought how oh, how useful nadav did you ever have anybody teach you proper etiquette like this is how you introduce two people or this is how you eat at a table uh no not straight up not straight up like you did you just kind of learn through mom and dad right it's like I'd, I'd watch my mom be a good host i'm like oh that's how you like uh welcome people into your home or like seeing my brother do it so i was like oh okay so that's how right yeah yeah, but it's never been just like, yeah, this small fork is for salad. <laughs> no. And it's really important and it's really valuable to have that pro proper formal training. Um, my parents did it with me, at least with like sitting down and how to use a fork and a knife. But my God, I thought, I hope they're still doing this in school. Um, not mostly in school. I mean, I don't they, isn't there a school for man? Isn't it called like cotillion or something? That's like Southern. Isn't that a Southern? That's like where, um, 
Isn't that debutantes or something like? Nah, cot- I've had some dude friends that were sent to look, cotillion. What the? F- can look up cotillion. I've heard this phrase, but I don't. Do people do this in Los Angeles? I, this sounds like an old timey thing, and and I never understood debutante either. A cotillion, 18th century French. No. A formal ball, especially one at which debutantes are presented. Yes. Oh, you nailed it. So the debutante. Oh, which, it's like a social dance. So maybe it's just prep for being at a fancy dance. So the fancy, so the debutante, which always, I guess it's what really rich people do to introduce their daughter to other rich people's sons, right? It's like a way to be like, hey guys. <laughs> like she's ready to F. Here you go. Let's set her up with someone who's in our class. Yeah, it's Southern living. What you really learn at Cotillion. Let's see. Click on that. What you really learn at Cotillion class. It's Southern, man. This is not. Oh my gosh. See, that's what I want to be. Oh, look how proper that, I know. that young, those young men are. I like this. For many who grew up in the South, Cotillion classes are a rite of passage. Mama sees them as a way for little Bobby to learn social graces. Little Bobby sees them as a torturous excuse for mom to make him wear his Sunday clothes on a weekday. Yeah, it's interesting. Different things. Dance instruction with lessons and table etiquette. While others focus on dance, the overarching principle of cotillion, students are taught how to be respectful, polite members of their communities. It's about looking someone in the eye when you speak to her. You move too fast, mommy. Uh, holding the door for the person while walking in behind you and asking someone who's standing alone at a party to dance. I love this. And I think, I mean, I would like to learn this because I don't know. Ooh, who is that pig? Is Holy that the, te- shit. that's the teacher? Woof. <laughs> oh, lady, you need to, she, she looks like a real Bowser, that one. I mean, she's, she's an older lady. The years maybe haven't been the best to her. Here's, but. here's what I believe is that no matter what the, time does to you and the ravages of time it is your duty to do the best with what god has what you've got left you know you gotta spruce it up sweetie you have to put on some rouge as my mother would say put the rouge on your lips and look like a woman she barely looks like a woman this one anyway i would like to learn these manners because uh you know I'm, i'm a crass person uh if you want we could definitely do some <gasps> research and really? figure out a really good cotillion program for you whether it be through zoom or yep. on location i would love to learn proper etiquette i would love it we're gonna turn you into the classiest lady at ymh <laughs> studios christina <laughs> i would love to learn it just to make fun of it the whole time there's no way that's the thing though i think you're gonna <sighs> start like, with what? trying to make fun of it and then it's gonna really grow on you you're gonna yes. be like why aren't we living like this everyone's just raised by wolves they are and over here i was raised by cotillion by cotillion and because when we moved into this house that we live in now i had um someone helping us unpack and this this older gentleman he goes where are your formal dining dish dishes and I laughed. I was like, wait, what? People really have those? He's like, yeah, you're supposed to have like dishware for holidays or for, for, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. We use the paper plates on holidays because it's easier. <laughs> so I had to buy like, uh, you know, I didn't have to. I wanted to buy ladies plates. I never had such things in my life. So anyway, Queen's Gambit, very cool. It, it really made me appreciate some of the things of the 60s. Um, their fashion was dope. And I like the manner stuff. Um, oh, I have a really neat Pajitsky effect to share with you. Do we have any in here? 
Yeah, we do, we do. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm going to start with one because this one occurred to me last night. I was so, oh my God, like a light went off. So I have very strict routines in my world. I wake up in the morning. Very first thing, I stumble out of bed um, past Tom who's snoring. I go right to the bathroom. I put the coffee pod in the Nespresso machine. I hit play, whatever, hit whatever. And then I go pee as the coffee is going. And then I grab the coffee. We know I put the cold creamer in, mix that in, pop it in the microwave, go brush my teeth. I take my Lexapro, wash my face. And then as I'm washing my face, I get my sleeves completely soaked and I get angry. And then that's how I start the day, right? Just with wet sleeves. And then I wear the wet sleeves until I get dressed formally. Now, I had this epiphany last night as I was doing my evening routine, which is pee, you know, go to the, the sink, teeth wash, face wash. And I was washing my my hands and I was washing my face and it, all the water was dripping down as usual on my sleeves and I had wet sleeves. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, why don't you wash your face with the clothes that you're going to take off anyways, like your dirty set, wash the face, <laughs> brush my teeth and then put on the, then put on the pajamas for bedtime you see what i'm you feel me motherfucker i was like 44 years i've been putting on the thing i'm gonna wear for the rest of the time in the night and i'm washing my face and getting my sleeves completely wet and then my chest gets wet too because i'm leaning forward in the sink and then i have wet tits and sleeves all night i'm just like man i'm used to it and then you know what i would do to get around it when i had wet sleeves in bed i would roll up the sleeve to cover the wetness so that just the dry part touched my arm. That's how stupid I was. <laughs> anyway, I have COVID. So that's the thing. Um, here's some for you guys. This one's good. I've got a stupid one for you. Michaela writes, growing up, my parents used to dilute our juice with water, whether it be apple or orange. My whole life, I thought juice had to be drunk this <laughs> And it was absolutely disgusting. I hated it. Up until a few years ago, I realized I don't have to dilute my juice anymore. Yes, I was diluting my glasses of juice on my own. I'm 26. I asked my parents why they did this, and they said they wanted to minimize our sugar consumption, and it also made the juice last longer. I can't believe I was deprived for so many years. Now I have a full-blown addiction to Martinelli's apple juice because it is amazing, especially without a whole bunch of water added to it. <laughs> Thanks, Jeans. Love the show. Thank you. You bet I'm coming up in May. Oh, Michaela, you poor boo-boo. Like, no, that's just terrible you know what i just remembered i had so i have such an affinity for is welch's grape juice and it's such a luxury to me now it's so funny because i won't buy it because my mother refused to buy me grape juice because she said it's too expensive what is grape juice it's not real grape juice it's too expensive and i love it i should just fucking buy it now i don't know fuck you mom you're dead okay you want to do that? She's dead, but her she still lives on in my head. That's the neat part you learn in therapy is that even though they're dead, they still they still talk in your head for you. Yeah, it's like she's still alive, yeah. rent-free in your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the cool part is that uh, your parents just program you for the rest of your life. Then you have to work in therapy to uh, undo those messages. Okay, let's hear what these voicemails are. I love your voicemails. 
Hello, I'm Bella. I'm 19. I'm from Florida, and I had a Pajiski effect the other day. Um, so I realized that I am old enough to buy myself a new deodorant when I run out instead of taking little crumbs of deodorant <laughs> and smashing it into my pits every morning. Just thought I'd share that with you. Yes. Have a great day. Bye. Yes. Who hasn't done that one? Oh, my God. Oh, my when God. You go down to the plastic oh. and just scrape the plastic you just bleed your pits dry it hurts so bad and it takes it at least five so days in a row of doing that we're like no i should probably you should probably get some more deodorant <laughs> i was so broke for so many years that i think now that's why i love amazon because i buy i have like if you go in my bathroom right now i have like five backup deodorants because i buy in bulk because uh, just because of that, I hate not having the thing. I hate being out of toothpaste. I hate being out of deodorant. I hate being out of toilet paper. If you go into my bathroom right now, I have a basket in front of the shitter that is about, I have 20 rolls at a time because it fucking angers me. I'm like, why am I a grown up? I finally made it in life and I can't, I, oh. You know, Christina, it's really interesting because I use I use the bulk rule also. Oh, good. Because when and? you just buy it once, you know, it's just like this is stupid. I should have a whole bunch of it. A whole bunch. So, but something that I've noticed, which you'll get made fun of for it. People will well, make fun of you. Well, no, 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 no. You get exponentially more mad when you run out of your bulk because <laughs> you're like, I thought I fixed this problem, and then you're just like back at back at you know, it's just a page one rewrite. I know, I know. That's true. The rage in me. You're true. It get it gets even stronger because you're like, I thought we solved this. Right. I but, was never supposed to feel this feeling ever. But now <laughs> you only get super mad like twice a year <laughs> instead of mad every month. <laughs> that is so true. And when like um, if someone in the house tells me that something is out, I'll be like, have you fucking looked? Are you sure? Because I buy that stuff well in advance, guys. I subscribe and I save. Oh, no, it's on. Don't tell me it's out. And then it is out. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'll just go buy some more. Oh, good update on my dog. We'll do another one of these. But I want to give an update on my, my beautiful purebred uh, Brussels Griffon, Bitsy. Um, she's got goopy eyes. So I took her in. You know, the eyes she's are- she got what? Goopy eyes. Like, they, they get crusty and goopy. Oh, okay. Well, she also just needs to get her anal glands expressed like every two weeks because she's such oh. an inbred dog. So it's coming out of her eyes now? Oh, girl, let me tell you. So <laughs> I take the dog in and I'm like, she's her eyes are kind of goopy. She needs her anal glands expressed. You know, she's got a skin thing. It's just, a there's some different stuff going on with this poor dog. So I fucking drop the dog off. I come back hours later and you know, nothing, they can't do things quickly because of COVID. So I'm waiting like 20 minutes outside for the vet to come out and talk to me. And you know, they have to give you the whole rundown after you know, they take your credit card and da, 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 da. So she's like, Bitsy has no tear, tear ducts because she's <laughs> inbred. So here's her medicine for the eyes. You need to do this drop twice a day and then wipe the eyes. I'm like, all right, that's for enough. For how long? Oh, two weeks and then oh. every day morning and night I have to clean eyes, which I have been doing anyway so that's okay so I'm like all right that's uh all right you know I want the dog to see I can't imagine that's good for her to have no tear ducts of course yeah next up okay also she's got a little irritation on her paw so I'm gonna give you some wipes and you're gonna wipe 
the inside and between her pads twice a day as well. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I guess so for two weeks you're going to do that. I'm like, that's, that's okay, good. That's it though, right? Nothing else? Here's the best one Too you've much. ever heard in your life. Too much. Here's the best one you've ever heard in your life. Are you ready, Nadav? Let's do it. It's called love. Oh. She goes, and I noticed her vagina is irritated too. So you're going to have to... I'm going to have to lick her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to believe this. She's like, you have to lick your dog's vagina twice a day for five years. I'm like, great. No. Lucky girl. Lucky girl. No, here's the best part is that the vet is telling me in the most serious manner, like, and her vulva is very irritated and she has a rather large vulva. So you're going to have to wipe her vulva twice a day. And I'm like, what? What does a dog vulva? Would you Google dog vulva, please? Because I'm not even sure I'm wiping the right part of my little dog. And this poor girl, though, and it's at first, yeah, it's the outer part, I'm assuming. It's the, uh, that's not a vulva. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Um, We've made a huge mistake. Yeah, I don't want to do this. I think I know what part it is because it's a part that sticks out. And I, uh, so I've been wiping it and I found myself at first I was like, there's no way. And then I got into it with her and I'm like, poor girl. Like, imagine if you couldn't wipe your own vulva. And I was like picturing me being her, you know, and someone lovingly <laughs> wiping my vulva because it was irritated. And I thought, well, that's, I'm a good person. And it felt good that I was, I was helping her. So, so th it's my routine. I wake up, I give the dog a pill. I wipe the gunk from her eyes. I wipe her pads. I wipe her vulva. That's what I do with my dog. <laughs> and I have two kids. <laughs> the point of the story is, guys, Brussels are the cutest dogs. Don't get a purebred dog. I never had these problems with dogs that, that were, uh, you know, normal. Normal dogs. Just a fucking pound puppy. God damn. You go to that vet God damn with it. one two-a-day, right? Oh, yeah. And then you leave with three two-a-days. Three two-a-days. Well, and here's the thing. Here's why rich people get these purebred dogs, because they can afford the vet bills. You know, you got to go back and do all the fucking vet nonsense. Don't get a purebred dog. Uh, let's do some more Pajitsky effects, though. I do love these. All right. We have one more voicemail. Hey, Mommy. I am a pet dad, and oh. I'm always doing laundry. And... I'm always doing laundry repeatedly because it doesn't seem like my shit ever gets clean. Never. And I noticed when I was doing laundry today, because apparently I don't ever eat shit, you're <laughs> supposed to use more than one Tide Pod if your load is bigger. Now, oh. I'm not tick-tarded, but I felt really tick-tarded when I read this shit and realized I've only been using one Tide Pod for every load for the last 10 years. Keep it high and tight. Use more Tide Pods. That's. Did I'll, you even know that? I'll say that's not his fault. The, that's not his fault. Look, you get you get a thing of Tide Pods. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is a one and done. You set it and forget yeah, it. You're not yeah. supposed to evaluate how much it is. It's one thing for a machine load. Right. It's it's on them. Yeah. Or do they put that in the directions that you're supposed to do more than one? But I mean, like, Relative here's to, the thing. That I feel like if you're starting to read the directions on a thing that yeah. holds Tide Pods. You really do start God. feeling like a TikTok because you're like, 
do I need directions? Take one, throw it in the thing, and you're done. They, they I know. simplified it. Why do you need to read directions? I know. Isn't that the point of the pod? So right. that you don't have to think about the dosage or the, the, the amount. Yeah. One and done. One that's and what done, it, bro. That's what it's supposed to be, homie. Uh, I know. I I don't know. I won't read the directions to anything anymore. I'm like, I got this. I've been on this planet long enough. How fucking confusing can it be? <laughs> <laughs> How how hard can it be? And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm an idiot. I should have just read these fucking directions. I started. Oh, yeah. huh. That's a revelation. Oh yeah, I started using um, fabric softener again. I like forgot about it. Ooh. I know. And now you're reminded. You're like, damn, my shit smells good. My shit's good, homie. <laughs> yeah, I you're used getting all cross faded with um, the tide cross pods faded and, and the, the fabric softener. The fabric softener, and I've been using the um, the what that shit called the dryer sheets too. Yeah. Hold on. Living the good life, bro. You're using fabric softener yeah. and dryer sheets? Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Big life. <laughs> Big life. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, here's another one. Here's a new trick I've been doing. Here's what you can do to annoy your spouse. Um, you know, in my house, it's mommy, mommy, mommy all day long. Never daddy, daddy, daddy. They don't give a shit for dad. It's just mommy, mommy, mommy. So what I've been doing now is um, if one of the kids comes into my room and dad's taking a dump, I'll say, go, go help daddy. He needs, he needs your help. He's taking a dump. Go help daddy take a dump. And then they go and harass him. And then I'm free for like five, 15 minutes because dad dumps actually are about 45 minutes long. We all know that, that dads so take, mean. of course it's mean. That's so mean. I know, but don't tell Tom I do that, okay? And this is secret. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just experienced like a kid, like kids, interrupting and oh, shit. Oh yeah. It's I don't think I've ever gotten madder faster than like hearing a doorknob starting to move <sighs> in the middle of taking a shit and they're like still just trying to get in. Yeah, yeah well they and if they if you lock the so here's the devil's the devil's taint here or whatever is that if you lock the door, then they're going to pound on the door and scream and try to break it down and if you leave the door open, then they'll come in and start slamming the lid on your back or flushing the toilet over and over or pushing the buttons to the fucking bidet or whatever. And I just surrender to it now. I'm so used to being um, just tortured by my children that I'm, I can shit now under any severe circumstances. I shit now with a full house, with a dog, a four-year-old and a two-year-old on my lap all together and they're all screaming and wanting it's just normal it's just normal i'm so exhausted that sounds like hell it sure is buddy that's the fun part of parenting um gosh i was listening yesterday to tlc uh it came up on my the band the band mm. don't go chasing waterfalls don't do it do you remember them? Are you too young for that? No, 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 no. Uh, I think I was a little too young for chasing waterfalls, but no scrubs was my shit, dude. Okay, that's okay. So let's start there. I was listening to TLC. For those of you to remember, it was T Boz, um, Left Eye Lisa Lopez, and who am I forgetting? I know there's one more. She, okay, T Boz is the middle one, the blonde. She was always blonde. Lisa Left Eye uh, Lopez Crystal is the one Jones. that's dead. But what was her? What was her name? T-Boz, Lisa, Left Eye, and Crystal Jones. I never knew her name. Any hoodles. I really like, TLC was not my brand of music back in the 90s, but back in the day when you watched MTV, they mixed it up. So Yeah, it was the coolest shit ever. They were cool as fuck. Like you would be watching your, you know, I liked alt alternative music, so like The Cure would come on or whatever, 
and then like a metal band and then like a TLC video would come on. And I'm like, these bitches are kind of rad. Like they're not, they're not corny. They weren't trying to be like, I'm 12 years old and like annoying. They were, they were fucking women and they were talking about women's shit, you know, like scrubs. Like I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at me. And then she's like, you live at home with your mama. Oh, yes, son. I'm talking to you. And then you got a shorty that you don't show love. Oh, yes, son. I'm talking to you. Like, they, they like, look, look, you live at home. You're a fucking loser. You have a kid that you don't take care of, you piece of shit. Don't lose my number, bro. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Talk about. I mean, I think it, it was shocking when that came out because people were like, wait a minute. Whoa, these girls are bitches. And they're like, no, they're not. They're not bitches. They're just saying like, hey, I'm quality. I'm quality. And I want you to be quality. You know, because I think at the time there were songs about like, you know, just pay my bills. And they're like, no, no, you have to pay my bills. You just have to be a fucking normal human being. I don't want a loser next to me. These were women. And then, and then there was the song Creep. Do you remember Creep? So I creep out cause he doesn't know what I do. Oh, TLC's creep. Yeah. No. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I. I love that song. The 22nd loneliness. And to, her voice is so deep. And it's talking about female infidelity, which is something you never heard about at the time. I thought it was just so, it was so deep. They were, they were good. And then Waterfalls about the dangers of HIV and promiscuity. Good time. Good times. That's what that's about? It, yeah. It's about doing drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't chase the waterfalls of drugs. And then don't get AIDS. And don't get AIDS. <laughs> 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 because HIV was so ubiquitous in like the late 80s, early 90s. Because that, that was my generation's big fucking thing was like, don't get AIDS. You don't, don't get AIDS. You're going to get AIDS. You're going to get AIDS and die. So... It was like everyone was convinced they were going to get AIDS. Yeah, it's HIV. That's that what that's what that guy has when he she goes he goes and he looks in the mirror and he doesn't recognize his own face. Did I sound just like her? I did. <laughs> Close your eyes. Three letters took him to his final resting oh. place. Christina, you're gonna get us on copyright. We're gonna get flagged. <laughs> this we? is way too identical. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. Plastic to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. It's such a good song, and the video was great, and they all danced. Man, right. those so, chicks were bad. So they're saying that you can't get AIDS from the lakes and the rivers. That you're the supposed waterfalls to, is where you get them. From. Don't go chasing those waterfalls because they're a mirage. Those are, it's all rainbows and gold you have to go to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to you got to go in the straight and narrow my friend mm. waterfalls are for 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 suckers suckers mm -hmm. yeah so uh i want to do one more pajinski effect and then i have some really neat material to show you that i dug up on um the talk and on the internet in general which is just the best thing okay uh my name is Kristen from vancouver i buy beautiful candles or get them as gifts and it always seemed wasteful to me to burn them or that I needed to save them for some imaginary special occasion. They would sit out as decoration for years collecting dust. But the other night I got ballsy and fucking lit one. And I realized I am goddamn grown up and can buy new ones whenever the fuck I want. There are more candles in the world to use. I feel completely rewarded that it took me 30 years to realize this. <laughs> I too, Kristen, thank you for sharing. 
I too have candles that are dusty and I have not lit uh, because a same thing. I'm like, I can't, I can't, this is a special occasion. And just because I have little kids that will probably set my house on fire. I haven't lit a candle in five years. I haven't worn white in four or five years. Ah, what else? I haven't had a knife in a, a low place for five years. So thank you for that. During this time of working from home, I had trouble getting my lunch eaten in my 30-minute lunch break. Yesterday, it hit me. I can make my lunch anytime I want. I'm at home and the kitchen is five steps away. Keep feeling proto, Corey. Keep... So he's saying, get my lunch eaten if I'm yesterday. I can make my lunch anytime I want, meaning he can step away from his computer anytime, right? You can eat at your desk. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you want. Mm. Hmm. It's a good revelation, though. He was so locked into the time, is what he was saying. So there you go. Right. It's just reframing the Re- situation. Reframing Reframe it, a la such. Okay. I don't want to talk about this. Here's a sex solution that somebody sent in. Before I get to my fucking amazing find that you guys are going to really love. Not a mom, but I, in, I'm not... Not a mom but I am a non-interrupting offspring. I've heard you and other mums, this person said mum, she's from Australia or England. Um, you don't have a lot of time for sex because you can't, your kids interrupt. Well, I have a solution. My mom and dad were always very honest about sex with my siblings. And, and I, since I can remember, they have a key to their door with a foam heart keychain. They explained to all four of us kids that if we saw the key hanging in the keyhole from outside their room's door, it meant they are having sex and how it is a sight we don't want to see. So don't come in. <clears throat> they need to lock the door. Just leaving the key in the keyhole from outside was enough. Plenty of times I went to my parents' room, saw the keychain and slowly walked away. Never in their 30 years of marriage did we break the rule. Hope this helps. Sophia. Should we all say it together? One, two, three. Ew. Yeah. I don't know what's more scarring is just like having your kid knock on the door and you just not answer or them being like, oh, the fuck key is in the keyhole. (laughs) No, yeah. Christina, I I think clearly the takeaway here is that you should train your boys on how to figure out you and Tom are are having sex. Yeah. It's disgusting. I don't think so. (laughs) I think it's way more scarring to be like hey there's a sock on the door handle you know what that means dad and i are getting it in you know your dad loves to go down on me well he's gonna lap up my juices ew why does why do they have to know what i i don't think so i don't think they should know i mean no i I don't think sounds like you know i i think there's a level there is some some candidness you have with your kids so i think your inclination is right here sophia but um I don't think they need to know everything. I don't. I don't. Especially with sex, right? Ooh. How did you know your parents were fucking a dog? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I think that's the best answer. Just don't know. Yeah, just know. You know, there's mom and dad's bedroom. And Nighttime. don't go there unless you're dying. Really? Yeah, I know. You know what's so funny is um, my uh, I have friends and she's like, oh my God, my kids call me at work all day long. And I thought, oh my, that's so, that's so hilarious because... Um, growing up, I never called my parents during the workday unless it, I was sick or something was really, really wrong. Like, um, you never called your parents growing up, at least in, in my day, unless something was horrific because you had to call their office 
And my parents would be like, why are you bothering me? Basically, right? Did you ever call your fucking parents at work? Um, only if something was very, very wrong. Yeah. I've, I never Not like, just for fun. Yeah, I never went to the payphone at school. Payphone. And yeah. called my mom like, just checking in. I know. Well, people, apparently now kids call their parents just like a million times a day. That's fucking lame, dude. I know. I'd be like, don't call me at work, bitch. Don't you see I'm talking about, talking about your dad eating me out on my show and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh hey, what's up, Ellis? I was just yeah, tell- I know. I was just telling people how your dad yeah. eats me out. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey babe, what's up? Yeah, um, okay. I wanted to share. Um, what's the follow up voicemail? Is that about like? Is that about Leanne's episode? Do we um, know? it looks like it might possibly have something to do with it. Okay. Well, hey, let's- mommy. Yeah. This is Tim from St. Louis. I'm watching episode 72 with Leanne. You guys are talking about hand jobs and blow jobs. Yeah. And I noticed that Leanne emphatically states that she does not want to taste lube. You know what? I don't blame her. That stuff is nasty. Mm. I don't buy it. I don't use it. So here's a possible replacement. Mm. It's inexpensive, easy to get at your local grocery store. It tastes great, and it feels fantastic. And that's coconut oil. I've heard this. Also, it won't stain your clothes or sheets. Uh, it's easy to clean up. Uh, and it's biodegradable. And if you don't like it, you can also cook with it. So uh, just a helpful tip. Helpful tip. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. If you don't, you can just scoop it off your genitals and cook with it. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you can jerk off with it. And if you don't like it, uh, you can cook with it. <laughs> But also, have you ever had uh, coconut oil and then it like solidifies like yeah. when it's colder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That laughs> introducing, figuring out how to melt it right before it would, I I mean, like would not be something I would want to figure out. Well, that and like, I would ask Dr. Drew if it's safe to put on your vagina because that ecosystem's really delicate. Mm. And I don't know if you want to introduce that to your vag. I don't know. I, that's a question for Drew. The pH levels in there. And Good such. question. We'll ask Drew about the yeah, pH cause, levels. Because your D is fine. You know, if you J or D with, you can J or D with uh, almost anything, no? Absolutely. Just make sure it doesn't get in that little hole that in, spits. In, <laughs> that's the hole that spits. Do you, because was with lotion burn? that hole no yeah but i mean like as a kid you you learn really quickly what not to use you know like don't use soap that's bad you know so yeah that would make sense don't use shampoo stick to the conditioner (laughs) oh god i'm gonna throw up okay (laughs) all right let's start with this tiktok i found uh you know the talks have really been kicking up since this election I think it, the the tide has changed entirely. The culture of TikTok has gone from um, angry to despair to now it's come back to silly. I found a lot of silly stuff, but this is a particularly cool mom talk. This is a cool mom. <laughs> this is the mask my son wears to school. This is a sneeze. And you fucking still think it work. You're all fucking... <laughs> so she's a mom yeah i see that's the thing you think that pushing someone out of you instantly makes you a rational human being like a sane human and it doesn't so what she's doing is she's holding up a, i guess a what is that word a sieve a strainer a strainer chris larson you're american you know what what is this called the sieve sure 
<laughs> oh, come on. You know your mother had this stuff. I never held this stuff. I don't know what it was called, though. <laughs> I don't know what it's called either, but it's a, it could be a strainer of sorts. But it's, it's even finer a than sifter? a strainer. A sifter. Mm, I like that. Say, There's Chris Larson. Smart Chris Larson. A sifter. I believe it's because of the... Uh, a strainer has big holes. This is she's, she's got a point in that. She wants to make the point that it's very fine openings. But I hate to break... I don't think this is the same. And she's pouring water through it being like, see, it's the same thing as a sneeze. It doesn't make a difference. Like it, it obviously does. If surgeons have worn these paper masks over their face to do open heart surgeries and everything else, I think it's good uh, for the virus, no? Yeah. I mean, they've been wearing it in, they wear it in rooms where people's organs are exposed to, sa- to save them from contamination. I'm, I'm thinking these masks are a good idea. Yeah, I think the masks do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And I mean, she, this lady is just doing like a, a scarecrow argument. The, What's the scarecrow argument? Well, well, she's just saying this strainer is like a mask. Oh, And then yeah. she's attacking the strainer, but it's like, yeah, but it's, masks work. Right. It's not like the mask, actually. Right. <laughs> this is different because water's going through it. So it's actually not at all like the mask. Right. It's like those old pad commercials on television where they would mimic what it looks like to have <laughs> yeah. blood on the pad. And, and they, they would pour a pitcher. Yeah, they would pour there. like a pitcher of Kool-Aid on a pad. And you're like, first of all, I don't think the blood gushes out of you like a tidal wave that's not how it works for you guys right of like punch it's not and it's not the same consistency as like liquid punch either you know you guys don't secrete a gallon of blood all at once (laughs) once a month like it doesn't just i mean maybe for other people it does but (laughs) i think i would have to go to the hospital if i my my flow was that bountiful (laughs) my goodness and like they wouldn't use a red, of course they wouldn't use red. They would be like, not even yellow, right? What would they even use? I don't even want to Google it. I'm gonna throw up. Okay, this next find, I am so oh, excited to share this with you. If you're just listening to this show, do yourself a favor and watch the segment on my YouTube page. Will you bring up the the doll thing? Oh fuck. Okay, so first of all. <laughs> Shout out to Nakia. She was on this show in the very early days. I can't even look at this image. It's so good. (sighs) Nakia went down a rabbit hole on Instagram. And she's like, you ever seen these newborn dolls? And I was like, wait, what? She's like, there's an account of newborn dolls. And I was like, all right, well, send them to me. And so here's one. This one's kind of normal, right? Do you have the Do you have the name of the account on these images by any chance, guys? I I got. Uh, we'll find out for you. I have got to share this. Okay, so let's look at another one. This one's pretty normal. <laughs> There's another. It's a newborn, and this woman has shaved its head and then given it um, like lavender punk hair, and then given this newborn dark black eyeliner, and then tattooed I think Cure on its. Uh, uh, knuckles and giving it tats. Oh, I um, thought it said core because oh, maybe the other core. hand says hard. Oh, sorry. I, I'm just a Cure fan. I assumed <laughs> that it was. I assumed it was a goth. It's a goth newborn. And then you also have the dyed eyeballs. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> like. I I get I I I get the newborn dolls because I understand like they're so adorable. But then to fuck them up like this <laughs> is so weird to uh, me. Closet doll collectors. Is what the closet the account is called. Closet 
doll collectors, do yourselves a favor and get on the gram and look at this. This is some freaky stuff. Now this one, I like to call the Cholo Clown Newborn. I mean, it kind of looks like rerun from what's happening. Go ahead and Google rerun from what's happening. I want you to see this because the doll's got the outfit that rerun wore. And then it's got Cholo Goth makeup, like Cholo Clown. There's rerun. He wore suspenders like that in the hat. See, there's rerun. <laughs> there's rerun. But the the Cholo Clown makeup on this doll is un, unreal. It is so creep salad. Okay, next one. Oh man, these are wild. Wow. And this one, the um, eyeballs of the newborn have fire in them. This one's like the fire doll. <sighs> I don't know, man. The world is wild. This one, this is a pair of cholo clowns <laughs> for Halloween. This is so upsetting. <laughs> I know. I love it so much. <sighs> oh, I can't. Im oh, and here's a headless newborn doll with its buddy next to it i mean i'm not sure what the uh the hook is oh and here's another one with dark lipstick ay 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 and dark eyes i don't know i can't imagine this person is a, is a fan of babies i don't think that you like them if you're doing this to your dollies yeah are you gonna like is this giving you ideas are no. you gonna dress up your kids like this yeah sure <laughs> I used to do this to my Barbies when I was um, 13 and really angry. So I'm like, this person's got severe emotional problems. Um, okay, what else do we have? Have you guys, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, if you want to email me, email me where my mom's at at gmail.com, phone number 213-375-5184 if you wanna leave a voicemail. Let's go ahead and get to this. I love these driving with kids segment. Uh, from Michelin. Today's Driving with Kids segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Michelin, and the new Michelin Cross Climate 2. Learn more at michelinman.com. You guys have been so good about submitting these stories, and I love reading them. They're so ridiculous. Hey, mommies, I have a childhood driving story I wanted to share. So as a child of the late 80s, seatbelts were really a big concern at the time. And back then, my dad drove a big pickup truck that didn't even have seatbelts installed. There was one day when I was four or five running errands with him, and we stopped at the bank. But because of the size of the truck, he had to get out to reach the ATM. I thought it would be funny to move the driver's seat and lock him out. <laughs> move to the driver's seat and lock him out while the truck was parked with the engine still running. I can remember standing in the seat, holding the wheel and laughing as he pleaded with me to unlock the door, probably afraid that I'd shift and roll into traffic. He learned to take the keys with him after that. Much love to the YMH family, Haley. Oh my gosh, right? You know, when I was reading that, I just had a flashback to um, my father. My father and I used to do this game with each other where um we go to kiss each other's cheeks and then we would lick each other's faces instead so you'd lick the other person's cheek and um he used to drop me off every, you know when I lived with him to school and I was gonna I was saying goodbye to him and I went to go kiss his cheek and I I mean I did the fake out and I I gave it a big lick and I licked up all of his aftershave lotion and it was so smelly and strong and I, he started laughing so hard because man he got me good that was nasty as shit Ugh. 
Um, back in the late eighties, my mom was driving the family van with my four younger brothers. Two of my brothers began to fight just as my mom was going through a tight curve in the Canyon and she had half turned around to try and break them up. Being distracted, she started to go into the lane of oncoming traffic where a car was coming at her head on. When she realized this, she tried to jerk the wheel back to the right, but was going too fast around the curve and caused them to flip and spin around three times till the back of the van was hanging off the cliff. Holy shit. Everyone was hanging upside down. Thank goodness for seatbelts. And my mom had to crawl out of the busted windshield to get out. Thankfully, an off-duty firefighter rushed over and helped her get my brothers out safely as well. The car was totaled, but everyone ended up being okay besides a few cuts, bruises, and lifelong emotional trauma of ever being in a car with my mom again. Thanks, James. Yeah, I'd say, holy cow, I've never quite heard a story like that before. <laughs> yeah. It's a little scary, guys. We usually like the, the, the lighthearted ones. Oh, do we have a voicemail? Let's get that one. Oh, my God. That was terrible. I'm scared. I hey, mommies. Me. My name's Leah. This is a dog mom driving horror oh. story, but I figure it still counts. So a few years back, uh, we were going to my now ex's uh, family's house for Christmas with our dog, Jack. And he was lucky enough to receive a giant marrow bone, which was awesome. He enjoyed it all day long. And we were on our way home after a long day of him chewing on this disgusting, fatty marrow bone. And he got real gassy in the car, which is not abnormal. But then we turned around, and to our horror, he started having just horrific liquid hell diarrhea and i mean <laughs> this is a dog that never has an accident and he was shitting into the holes where the seat belts uh click into into all the cracks and crevices we didn't know what to do we pulled over onto the side of a very busy road let him out of the car to finish what he needed to do and i then proceeded to put him in the front seat when we thought he was done and uh, i was cleaning out the back seat well while I'm trying to use a plastic grocery bag to somehow scoop out the, the hell that is my uh, uh, back seat, he proceeds to then vomit in the front seat, into the middle console, into all the controls, into just, just everywhere he possibly could. <laughs> and meanwhile, my ex was helping by laughing hysterically and retching on the side of the road mm. while cars zoomed by, wondering what the hell was going on. Um, horrific memory. A fond one, though, because Jack was our baby. Um, so thanks. Hope you oh. enjoy. Bye, mommies. Yeah, dog dog kids are kids, too, man. That's terrible. There's nothing worse than dog diarrhea. Seriously. I stepped in some the other night uh, barefooted. I was like, I think I want to die. I fucking want to die. And I mushed it into my carpet, too. Oh, it was just foul. That is a smell that does not does not leave pretty soon it's like in your nose let's do one more um this one's funny the story isn't about me but my little brother embarrassing my preteen self when i was 11 and my little brother was seven my family was on vacation in philadelphia we had a rental car that when you open the trunk there was a glow in the dark tab that you pulled and the back seat would go down and whoever was in the trunk could go into the back seat my younger brother was so excited about this that he insisted on only getting in the car through the trunk <laughs> and making his way to the back seat. That is a pretty dope trick. My family was in a supermarket somewhere in PA. My parents opened the trunk of the car and my brother climbed in casually. 
We got in the car, unaware of the bystanders watching my parents lock my brother into a trunk. As soon as we started to back out of the spot, a car pulled directly behind ours, blocking our way out. A couple jumped out and yelled, we saw that you put a child in the trunk. We are going to call the police. <laughs> my parents jumped out and said, no, no, he likes to use the trunk to get in the car. They pulled my brother out of the back seat. See, he's right there. I sat in the car horrified. The bystanders finally believed my parents and let us go on our way. To this day, I joke to my parents about them kidnapping their own son. And they say, are you going to put me in the trunk too? They did not think it was funny. Always don't be stingy, Christine. Keep my hand tight, Sam. That's so I can see myself doing something that's stupid with my kids too. I don't I let them do like really stupid stuff like that too. I know I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, God. I've been letting my two-year-old plug and unplug things into the electric sockets. <laughs> but because he's got to learn how to do it, you know, they're curious. It's The kid's got to learn. It's not dangerous inherently to plug things in that are supposed to be plugged in. <sighs> That's pretty funny, man. Yeah. They always tell you that if you ever get locked in a trunk, you're supposed to flip some, pull some kind of switch or some shit. Yeah, you're supposed yeah? to just like, I think just grab shit and then pull it. Grab, just start pulling you shit. Just grab shit and pull it. Trunk. Is that what they do? <laughs> yeah, just like if you like get put in the trunk, just like start pulling shit. You know. <laughs> oh God, I can't even watch these shows where they talk about kidnaps. I hate. I ugh, can't stand it. Okay, so a very important topic here in the studios. You know, before we got rolling today, I casually, for some reason. I was just like, what, you know, what's your favorite movie, Nadav? Because I'm just curious. I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Um, and what did you say, Nadav? I said Drumline. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and Google this for me because I've never heard of this movie, Drumline. No, you're missing out. I, I know. And you became very passionate that this is, in fact, your favorite movie. Can you, yeah. Can you describe oh the plot? Oh, my God, this takes me back. What does it take you back to? So what what year is this? How old times? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, what was it? I this think is this, your favorite movie. This was like early two thousands, I think. Okay. Um, well, because you asked me like, what's your favorite yeah. movie? Yeah. And like, I feel like I never just have something like you know in the chamber ready to go for it. Don't, don't hey, you don't have to justify it, but I'm so so. Tell me the story. <laughs> I just want to hear the story. Tell me why. What what is it that you're drawn to? Like, what is the story about? So right. it's Nick Cannon. So the story is about Nick Cannon, who is a dumb piece of shit. He is okay. really just R-worded. Okay. Um, but he's so good at drums. He's like a he's an idiot savant when it comes to drums. Okay. And so uh, he gets like a full-on scholarship to this really good drum school. Okay. Or this school that has a really like uh, uh, notable marching band. Okay. And so he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have it easy because I got a full drum scholarship. All right. And then he gets a real life lesson handed to him when he realizes he still needs to work for what he likes to do. <laughs> so Orlando how, Jones is in it. Oh, I love Orlando. What happened to Orlando Jones? He was a huge drumline. star. I think Drumline. Might yeah, have yeah. It. He was a huge star. So and Nick Cannon. So okay. So how old are you when this movie comes out? Like, I want to say early high school. Okay, so it's it sounds like it's an inspirational tale. Where he he thinks he's on Easy Street and then he becomes a fish out of oh my water. God, a drumline two. <laughs> drumline two. Drumline. That, a newbie. Yeah, beating the drum again. Yeah. 
That came out in 2014. That's pretty wild. And you haven't seen it? Do you even consider yourself a fan? Look, it's I like the OG shit. Look, I'm, the sequel is not going to be as good as the original, Christina, especially when it that. came out 12 years later. You don't know that. This could be like The Godfather, where the second one is even better than the first. Was what about Stomp the Yard? I liked Stomp the Yard. I saw that one. Mm, and ATL. ATL was good. I, I liked ATL. I feel like Stomp the Yard tried to replicate what Drumline had already perfected. And see, <laughs> uh, it's interesting because when you said Drumline, I immediately thought of Stomp the Yard. I was it's like, the oh, same movie. It's just yeah, one's similar. drums and one's dancing. Or okay. Stomping, excuse I'll, me. I'll tell you what movie I love. I could watch. I'll watch it almost every time is Bring It On. I'm not going to lie. Bring It On. Fucks. That's a it good fucks. fucking movie. But I guess said, what sucks probably? It's cold in here. There must be some clovers in the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we, oh. Yeah, that shit's ice, good. Ice, ice, ice. <laughs> but guess what? Are you even going to try and watch Bring It On again? Um. Yeah, I do all the time. No, 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 no. Oh, the second? That's yeah. what the second one's called. But that's because it's not the same cast. You have to have the same cast. You think they have the same cast for Drumline 12 I years later? I don't know. Later? I don't know. <laughs> Nick Cannon's not doing a ton. He's got his turban now. Does he wear his <laughs> turban? Like, anyway. he's great. He's great. I'll tell you what. He does. Here's another dumb movie I love that every time it's on, I have to watch, and it's Legally Blonde. I fucking love Legally Blonde. I love Revenge of the Nerds. If that's on, I'll watch it. Coming to America, I think, is one of the most perfect movies ever made. To me, this one I think it is the most perfect comedy ever made, is Coming to America. Eddie Murphy, hands down, is the greatest comedic genius ever, 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 ever. Um, I'll tell you what other stupid I like here. Here's European Vacation. <laughs> I love mm. European Vacation. I love I, my favorite movie of all time is the Royal Tenenbaums because it reminds me of like just having a dysfunction. I like the dysfunctional yeah, family and it's very stylized and Rushmore. I love Max Fisher. I love that character, Max Fisher. Um, okay, so so Drumline. Yeah, because I got you know because you you kind of you kind of got me really defensive. Yeah, you got really mad. Well, because when you asked me what my favorite movie is, I think about what makes something my favorite, and then I realized that. <laughs> the thing that I categorize it is that if it's on TV, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing yeah. and finish it. Yeah. And hands down, it's I would drumline. It, that drumline is, I tell you what I'm going to do. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat my two millies tonight and I'm going to check out drumline. <sighs> oh, you're going to fucking love it, dude. And I'm going to fucking love it. And we're going to talk about it. And you're going to learn all sorts of life lessons from Orlando Jones. Look, Orlando Jones Great, talented. Doctor King, I think, is what he's called in the in that movie, possibly. Okay. But you know, he just teaches Nick Cannon how to turn from a young man from a, from a from a young boy into a young man. Okay. And you know, and like I, I think Orlando Jones taught me how to be a young man too. Maybe he did. There was something you were looking for in that movie. Because I tell you what, Christina. Go you ahead. Know, if you're five minutes early, you're on time, and you're late if you're on time. Right. I, I like that saying. Yeah. I learned I like that from that. Orlando. I like that. That reminds me of um, Colonel Taylor in It's a Different World. That might be too old of a reference, but yeah, he don't. was he was good. Um, yeah, I like that. Okay. All right. I got you, homie. Uh, Medea's Family Reunion. I'll watch that anytime it's on. I've anytime. never seen one of those. Now that one's, it's a little long, but it's a good one. I like Ugh. Tyler Perry movies a lot. Yeah, because... I think Tyler, he comes from the stage, so his stage plays are were long, and I don't think I think the movies are really long. He's like the dar man of movies, right? 
No, Darman's terrible. Um, I have so but much. Lydia's I love. Good? Here's the deal. Let me tell you my Tyler Perry thing. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry is one of the hardest working, talented people. I just adore. so right. he was doing what was called the Chitlin Circuit of whatever stage work where he was writing these morality plays. He, that's what he calls them. He says, I was doing the Chitlin circuit. So he was doing these morality plays. He was living in his car and going from city to city, town to town, doing Medea, this character. And they were plays that had really good moral you know, value. And he got this huge following. He went to, was it Lionsgate, I believe? And he's like, listen, give me $10 million. I will make you 10 movies. And they're like, that's unheard of. Damn. And he did... And they were hugely successful because he grinded it out on the road for so many years, getting this Medea character down. And the audience so loved this character. And I love Medea. I think it's a. I think she's a solid comedy character. I love the messages of his movies. I I love it. I love. Sometimes it's a little on the nose, yes, <laughs> but but sometimes you have to be because the people don't understand subtlety, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like I like him. Like I remember reading some article, like just on him being super hardworking. Is that? Oh my god! He was like, yeah. I remember when people were told me about writing rooms. It was like I do. I write Everything. every single page of Everything. every single thing I have made. Everything he wrote. He wrote all these movies, these plays. He put them on. He dresses up as a character. I mean, the guy is just like super, super, super talented. Super, super talented, and definitely not gay, you guys. I don't know what he's. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, mm, so so at some point within the next week, you're gonna watch Drumline, Drumline and I'm gonna watch a Medea movie. Well, that's not my favorite. I mean, I do like I do like Medea's family reunion. All right, so what is your favorite? What what should I? I, watch? I like the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I'll or Rushmore. Have you seen those? Uh, yeah, I feel like I haven't seen Rushmore all the way through. I love that movie. I like either one, but the Tenenbaums I relate to Margot Tenenbaum. You'll see, you'll see. Okay. Let's do some What Would Christina P. Do? Zola, what's your favorite movie? I'm curious to see what the young gun in there likes. What does a young whippersnapper of 21 years old think is the favorite movie? Um, My favorite's probably Pulp Fiction or maybe one. Goodfellas. Look at him with a gangster yeah. ass. I knew I need to have good choices. Yeah. Goodfellas is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, Karen. That, yeah, that's definitely my drumline. Like, if that's on, that's I'll, our drumline. I'll watch it all the way through. That's when one dog goes this way, one dog goes this way, and one guy, this guy's saying, "What do you want from me?" Is that Goodfellas, right? With the painting. Yeah, after yeah, they yeah, murder yeah. The and painting. they go to yeah. the mom's house, and mm-hmm. one guy goes this way. <laughs> yeah that's a pretty obscure line i know i like because that's my favorite part is the painting and then i like when he's like uh you could try me fatso he's like yeah. i don't i don't give a fuck about jail i'll be back on monday you could try me fatso <laughs> yeah. he tries to get his money back from mm-hmm. the guy it's a fucking great movie yeah it's so good pulp fiction also very good yeah yeah he was in defeat that Quentin Tarantino in defeat he sure is. Yeah, and he saying the N word and the N word. <laughs> he would always find a way to work the N. He would always work in the N word in his movies. It's so funny. Yeah, he's a real master at that. Yeah, maybe just like the shock value of of it. I don't. I don't think he's particularly racist or anything. He always had black stars in his yeah. movies, but uh, man, he loved that N word. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Chris Larson? I'm. A, can I guess what Chris Larson's favorite movie is? I'm going to go something wholesome. 
like a medieval, like a period piece. Romeo and Juliet? No, that's gay. The new one. That's gay. I mean, with Leo DiCaprio. That, that one's, one? that's not new. That's 90s. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, All Chris right. Larson. What's your favorite movie? Um, It's probably going to be Hot Fuzz. Oh, that's, that's, that's such a good movie. Yeah, I just love the whole, it's just set up, set up, set up, set up, and then pay off, pay off, pay off, pay off, pay off, pay off. Yeah, tight writing. Yeah, it's really tight. Same as coming to America. There's not a wasted line. It's set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch. Brutal, good. Hot fuzz, yeah, very good. Wow, that was a good one. I was not expecting that one from you. Wow. I also like Shaun of the Dead. That's a dope one. That was so funny, man. God damn. Yeah, I like those John Hughes movies too. Those are really good. I like uh, those teenage angst things. All right, let's do some uh, what would CP do. Um, oh, what is this? No, I'm not doing this. Okay. After meeting someone only five months ago, I, at 32 years of age, have found myself in the worst situation I've been in. After contraception failed, I am now eight weeks pregnant. Everything seemed to be faring well in this new budding relationship. And upon this pregnancy bomb, he has determined that he does not want to have children ever and has even let me know that if I choose to have this child, he will resent me for the rest of his life for ruining his future hopes and dreams. Also, he's 40 and not stepping up or showing support. I had never imagined being in this situation. Do you have any advice to a new potential mom bringing a child into this world alone? I am not only terrified of becoming a mother and doing this alone, but I am also sick to think of terminating a life at 32 that could potentially be beautiful and thrive. And I'm afraid I may regret a termination and feel guilty forever. Any perspective is helpful and appreciated. I appreciate your time, Sarah. Wow, that's a heavy one, Sarah. Well, I'll tell you what, I have had friends in your pretty much uh, exact situation, actually. Um, I can't answer, I can answer as an outsider. In fact, let's do this. Are you a single mom? Have you had something similar like this happen to you where you were with somebody fairly new and you got pregnant and the guy has no interest in being a baby daddy? Email me, where my mom's at at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184. Tell Sarah what she's in for. Um, I can say I I am close to somebody who pretty much has had this happen to them. And it, I mean, I don't know, you've you've not written that you have any family or any support system. If you have family that can support and help you, I would rely on them. I would make sure that they're, there to assist before you have the baby have really really clear talks with your mom grandma aunt whoever who can help you make sure it's the help is there because it is definitely an at least a two-person job having a child being a single mother from what i hear and what i've observed is extremely difficult being a single parent is extremely difficult because you are on duty 24 7 with no help and Oh, gosh, I actually have two friends that this happened to. Um, it, takes a, it takes a lot to raise a kid on your own. Um, so I, if I were you, Sarah, I would, like I said, cement any resources you have, whether it be financial, maybe you hire a nanny that can help you, especially in the very, very beginning. Uh, enlist the help of every family member you can think of, but really be explicit and say, look, are you going to help me when this kid comes along? Not just like hoping that parents because sometimes 
uh, family members can get judgmental about you choosing to have a child with some guy that they don't approve of. So just make sure that you have support. I would say that's number one. It's not impossible to be a single mother as so many women are, um, but you really need a lot of help. Um, and again, guys, write in, let Sarah know if you're a single mother out there, if something similar has happened to you, tell her what she's in for. And I agree. I know I can't imagine at 32 being like, I'm going to have an abortion. I know it's, it's terrible. I'm so sorry this happened to you. And, um, you know, best of luck. I hope you meet a guy that's way cooler in the future. Okay, this next one. I'm a 26-year-old lady from Canada who has been dating the same guy on and off for 10 years now. I love him very much, but he has a kink I'm not really into. He is into daddy-daughter role play. Oh, boy. And I've been playing along like I like it for years. I want to keep him happy, but I don't know how to tell him I don't like this RP role play. How can I switch things up in the bedroom without hurting his feelings or letting him know I've been faking for so long? Thanks for reading. Any advice would be appreciated. Okay. Uh, well. Yeah, you done fucked up. You done fucked up is right. Because guess what? If there's anything I've learned from doing Dr. Drew After Dark, it's that when men are dialed into a kink, they are dialed into a kink and that is how his brain is wired and you will have to, you know, provide this thing for him. Otherwise, he will find a way to get it somewhere else perhaps or uh, so basically it's tough, tough cookies, buddy. Uh, you're just going to have to accommodate this kink. And I mean, look, as far as as far as kinks go, this isn't the worst kink. It's annoying that you're probably going to have to play, like do an acting role and maybe wear clothing. At least it's not a pee kink or poopy kink or like, does he, he doesn't put you in diapers. You don't have to diaper him. In any relationship, there will be, um, you know, whatever accommodations made. So if this makes his schmeckle hard, Girl, if you don't want to do this for the rest of your life, which is what you're signing up for, if you do, if you stay with them, then you're going to be pretty pissed. Because um, dudes don't give up. It's their kinks. You know what I mean? It's wired. It's not like he's going to just one day. And don't tell him you're not into it. Dear God, don't. Don't you agree? Don't fucking tell him. No, yeah. She already just messed up by pretending that she was into it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like that's where she fucked up. And like not, and I want to say you could backpedal, but you said you've been doing this for like ten, 10 years. years. Yeah, that's you fucked up. You time. fucked up. But I think the best uh, advice that I could give is try and dilute it. Start introducing some stuff that you're into. Yeah. So that instead of doing daddy dom stuff the entire time. Yeah. That's now you're only doing that half the time now. Right. So here's the tra the trade off is that you're gonna do his thing and then you make him do your thing, right? So. Yeah, sorry. I thought that was implicit that it was a given. <laughs> I, I should say that out loud. Yeah, you're right. Good, good job, my dog. Um, yeah. So then you make him do some shit that you want to do, and that's how that goes. And that's negotiating a relationship. She's only 26. They've been dating for 10 years. My goodness, that's Ooh. 16. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's time to go into the off period. Yeah. And then find a, a new dude that's not into daddy dom stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not into it, it's like you're going to hurt his feelings. If you're well, like, yeah, because I it. mean, especially if you've been doing this for 10 years and yeah. like he finds out 10 years afterwards 
it's just like, hey, you know this thing <laughs> that, you that, love? that I've been doing to make you come for the last 10 years? <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Like, there, I don't think there's an there's a bigger ego blow. Yeah. Guys don't want to hear that what you're doing is like not working. No, well, not even that, like, but that, that you don't, you don't like, like doing the thing that they like. Yeah. Like, that's just like, oh, so we're not compatible. We're not on the same wave, like wavelength. Yeah. That sucks. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. Sorry, kiddo. You either keep doing it and you put a fucking, you get a Coke and a smile and you keep doing it or don't, you know, don't do it and go fuck someone else that you like fucking. Yeah. And page also, one like, page, you, know, yeah. you know what not to do for the next on and off 10 year relationship. <laughs> 10 years. My goodness. That's tough. And you know, I know what that is though. That, that early relationship is so, that's so hard. That 16 year old relationship that you get into, that's your first one. You know, I understand, you know, that's why it's on and off because you guys go see other people, you move, you go to college, whatever, whatever. So it's hard to get out of it, bro. I understand. All right, guys, mom, I don't want to do fails. Let me do a mom hack. Let's go out on a good mom hack voicemail. I do love these. These are great. Mom hacks. Love it. Hi, Mommy Jeans. Hi, Native. I have a mom hack for you. Christine, I know you asked a lot of questions about your kids being on the Internet, and so I thought I'd share this hack with you this morning. My kids really love those prank videos on YouTube or, like, other funny videos on TikTok, but I'm not really a big fan of letting them roam around freely on the interweb. So this morning I turned them onto America's Funniest Home Videos, mm. like the classics from the 90s, and they absolutely loved it. They're in private school this year, and so I really have to tone it down on the type of content they consume so they don't get kicked out. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just so happy that they love the show. I just feel like they're so much less likely to stumble across any dark talks or RPCs of the world. So (laughs) I hope this works for your boys. I hope they enjoy the videos. Bob Saget is wholesome. And, um, yeah, I hope that helps. That is a great one. Old school. I mean, can you get more classic than Bob Saget doing the old getting hit in the nuts gag? I mean, that's what invented getting hit in the nuts is a funniest home videos. It's a great, great show. Yeah. And that's a great idea, too. Because I mean, I think being like letting your little kid just run free on TikTok. I mean, just looking at your talks, Mm -mm. that's a very dangerous place for a kid to be. No way. And another one that I love to do with Ellis... um, is we just look at Instagram accounts of snakes because he loves reptiles. And like, you know, and I and you see these idiots touching pythons and I'll be like, this guy's an idiot. This guy's a dumb dumb. Don't do what this guy's doing. But wait, do they get bit? Uh, oh, yeah, it's pretty rad. Look up um, World of Snakes on Instagram. <laughs> I believe it's World of Snakes. There's this guy who just. Yeah, that's it. There's people that will fully let snakes bite them and mess with them and. But these are these collectors. Oh, these are yeah, this is a great. These some of these snakes are gorgeous. Like that guy. That guy's the biggest idiot down left here. I don't know who this person is. Click on that, dude. This guy. He's, yeah. At he's J Prehistoric Pets, and I think he like caters to celebrities and rappers and stuff when they want to go hold big snakes. Look how I mean. He's pretty, pretty bold. Um, with these guys. Look how big these snakes are. Dude, and this one has like a baby in its stomach. I know. And he'll like force the, he'll take snake eggs like out of the python's dish, like right next to the mom and then force them open. Like he'll hatch them. I'm like, what are you doing? 
what do I know about professional reptile collect? Yeah, he just picks them up, casually throws them on. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Jesus Christ. Oh, this reminds me of my second favorite movie, Anaconda yeah. with Ice Cube. An- Anaconda was pretty good, though. Yeah, <laughs> I liked Anaconda. Yeah. This is fun. To, you know, it's educational. And plus, you can teach them how not to be stupid. Uh, go down some more. Yeah, that, guy, that guy's going to get bitten for this sure. This one right here reminds yeah. me of my trip to China when we ate snake. <laughs> <laughs> that looks exactly uh, like the one uh, that we ate. Yeah, that's a cobra. And this guy's probably going to get bit because he just looks like some idiot. I cannot believe people mess with snakes. Oh, my oh God. Here I have it goes. such fucking sweaty Here palms. it goes. <laughs> here it goes. Look at him taunting the cobra. Okay, they don't show it. Those things spit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why anybody messes with snakes or any of this shit, dude. And my favorite is when they're like petting the snake. Like they're like, oh, like that snake does not want to be petted by you, bro. The snake does not give a fuck about you. It doesn't even see you. It doesn't know you. Yeah, snakes don't purr, right? Yeah, dude, they don't care. They don't kick their leg if you, if you, no. if you scratch them in the right spot. <laughs> not that, that snake will eat you in the night, bro. It does not give a fuck about you. I know I hate these people that taunt animals. It makes me crazy. But let's see if I can find. There's one guy that gets bitten in the face. It's pretty great. And I just explained to my son, like, these people are doing it. They're just being jerks with these animals. These are beautiful animals, and they shouldn't be taunted like this. Well, I don't know. Scroll down more. No, this, nothing happens here. These are just baby crocodiles eating mice, which is pretty dope to oh watch. Oh, my God. These things are so fast. Oh, they're so fast. Even a crocodile, when it's first hatched, can bite you and draw blood. They're oh my God. extremely powerful animals. And I'm so, I love this stuff. I love reptiles. Okay, where's this guy? He's like, this is called bull snake. <laughs> there he is. There you see him getting bitten in the face. Click on that one. So dumb. This guy's such a moron. Puffing and puffing. Hissing at me is a bull snake. All it's saying is back off. <laughs> I'm bad news. And if you get too close, I'm going to strike you in the face just like that. Did you see that thing <laughs> in my hand? He just struck, he just, the snake just bit him in his face and he talked right through it. Dude, that snake <laughs> is coiled up. It is coiled. Oh, it hits him right in the face. <laughs> Jesus. I know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of personality type this is that enjoys getting bitten and fucked with uh, by snakes. I do. It's an idiot. An idiot personality <laughs> type. <laughs> I mean, I love looking at snakes. I think they're gorgeous, but I would not, I wouldn't have one like a, like a python. I mean, I have like a, probably a garter snake or something that can't bite you, but I mean. Right. Like we had a school snake, you know, that yeah. you, know, you could, you could take it home for a weekend yes. in fourth grade and that's all the snake you get. There's, there's no teeth. There's no venom. It right. might sh- piss and shit on your things. Yeah. It's a corn snake. Just yeah. don't, you know, Why don't feed fall? it a rat without the teacher around. Right, right. Well, we had one that didn't even eat rats. It ate goldfish. It was so such a harmless little thing, man. Yeah, that's so funny. We had two two bunny rabbits two in our um, class, you know, in like fifth grade. And of course, like that's how we learned about sex. <laughs> we would put them together and then we'd be like, whoa. And then the teacher would be like, no, no, stop, stop. And we would do it every chance we got. And of course that rabbit got pregnant and had four babies. Wait, you guys would put the rabbits together? Yeah. And make, and them, make them fuck? Yes. Well, of course, we're in fifth grade. We were like, ooh, so uh, rad. Look, the animals, they're doing stuff, dog. Yeah, it was the best. And then of course that rabbit got pregnant it was our fault all right let's do um 
Let's do one more. I love these uh, mom hacks. Okay. I grew up on a farm in Western Massachusetts, massive huge tits, and cleaning the horse stalls was one of my plethora of chores I was responsible for. One night when I was about 13, I went to bed without cleaning one of the horse stalls. The next morning, I was getting ready to get out of bed around 6 a.m. when I heard my mother thundering up the stairs towards my bedroom. I pretended I was asleep when she burst, when she bust through my bedroom door and ripped open my comforter and sheets and dumped a shovel full of horse shit directly onto me in my bed. Uh, okay, she whipped the covers closed on top of me and looked me square in the bewildered eyes and said if the horse had to sleep in a dirty stall so do you and left the room i was so bewildered shocked amused and disgusted as an adult i think it was utterly genius and i respect her creativity and execution i never missed a stall cleaning after that uh keep it high tight p.s megan 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 pronunciation depends upon spelling or your particular level of midwestern accent wow I don't know. I don't that seems so real. Uh I'll tell you what though, your mom your mom made you a, a good writer because <laughs> this was really nice. Your email was very well constructed and your use of uh, your vocabulary is pretty extensive. So if anything, the abuse made you very creative. <laughs> yeah, that is quite the way to learn that lesson. No, I'm not sure I would like that. I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, what well, would be a more constructive way for you to learn? That you should be cleaning out a horse stall. I don't know. I would just take away like TV rights or something. That's that's my tactic right now. Is like, oh, if you continue this behavior, you don't get to do the thing you like the you know extracurricular thing you enjoy. Mm, I would, yeah, I would maybe, losing rights is pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just like threaten them, like, hey, you know what? You don't clean every time you don't clean up the stall, you have to sleep in the bathroom. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's off now. It's wait, hold on. It's worse though than than shoveling shit onto your sleeping thirteen. I wouldn't year old. do that. I, I think that's too cruel. I wouldn't do that. Right. What's no, less cruel? Just threaten. You don't make them sleep. Oh, uh, you just threaten it. Nah, you got to follow through. That's the whole. Po- the way I learned about punishment <laughs> is that you must follow through. If you don't follow through, it, the threats don't work because they they're Oof. on to you. Yeah, you got you got to follow. So make sure it's something you can follow through on. Otherwise, it does, punishment don't work. Ooh, because the second they call your bluff, you're that's fucked. when you're in trouble. You lose your power. Mm. You've got to be willing to pull the trigger on the threat you issued. Um, that's why, like, you don't want to threaten to take away something that's going to inconvenience you too much. <laughs> like, I actually, I hate taking TV away because that's my downtime, you know? But, but it wouldn't inconvenience cares. you to make your kid sleep in the bathroom one night. It's the same. Where would they sleep? On the tile? Not your problem. There's like, oh a, my God, there's like no. a rug in front of the shower okay. that's a little softer than the okay. hard. Let's walk through this then. Okay. Uh-huh. So he sleeps in the toilet in the bathroom. Doesn't sleep in the toilet. You know what I mean, in the bathroom. No, you could use the toilet and, as a pillow. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is the kid doesn't sleep all night, right? right. And now you've got a cranky kid on your hands the whole next day. No. It's your, it ends up being your punishment. No, yeah, but I mean, it's going to be such a terrible experience that that's a one and done. Okay. Look, it's going to be rough for you the first night, but you know what? They're going to do whatever they can to not sleep in the bathroom. I'm not making my kids sleep in the bathroom. You cannot make your kids sleep in the bathroom. They will tell the teacher, and then you will get called child services on. Okay, I love you. I got to (laughs) go. Everybody, check out Drumline, Nadav's favorite movie on iTunes. I will be, um, I don't know if if Tom will be able to sit through it with me. I'll probably do it on a night when he doesn't have plans because he will not watch it with me. I know that. Uh, Thank you guys for watching this episode, for downloading, for supporting the show. 
Leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184 for your Michelin driving with children story. Email it to me at 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 gmail.com. And that's it. So I will see you next time. Until next week, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at?